0: Good afternoon. This is the 8th of March, and this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. I'm now going to run through our thoughts on recent developments in the markets and also our thoughts on where markets are headed. Well, global equities last week had quite a volatile week, uh, but at the end of the day, they ended up around 1% or so. This regain, in fact, reversed some of their losses the previous week and leaves them down some 3% or so from their highs in mid-February. But it has to be said, the main story at the moment for equities is not so much the movement in global markets overall, but the movements we're seeing beneath the surface. Most notably, there has been a significant rotation away from growth stocks, which were the big winners last year and indeed over the last decade, into cheaper, unloved value stocks. This move continued last week with value stocks up close to 2%, whereas growth stocks were down close to 2%. And since Vaccine Day last November, which provided the initial catalyst for this rotation, value has gained some 18%, whereas growth stocks are only up 4% or so. And echoing this trend, the financial and energy sectors are both um, up around 25% over this period, whereas the tech sector is only up 8%. And similarly, the UK is up around 14% since early November, whereas China is only up 4% or so. The rotation into uh, value stocks has been fueled by expectations of a strong rebound in economic growth and the rise in bond yields. A cyclical rebound means there's less need of a focus, or less need to focus on companies with good secular growth prospects. While higher bond yields means high long-term earnings growth potential is worth rather less than it was before. Well, last week's U.S. news added fuel to this narrative. Uh, we had U.S. employment rebounding considerably more than expected in February and manufacturing business confidence hitting a three-year high. And on top of that, the Senate approved President Biden's $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus package. And this now looks likely, almost certain, to be signed into law this coming week. Worries on the inflation front, meanwhile, were fanned by manufacturing pricing intentions hitting a 10-year high, And also oil prices continuing their rebound. The Brent oil price is now back up to $70 a barrel. And on the back of all of this, inflation now looks certain to pick up significantly in the coming months. Fed Chair Powell has reported ad nauseum, in fact, how the Fed plans to look through any such such temporary rise in inflation, and is also some way off scaling back its quantitative easing programme and a long way off from raising rates. Even so, markets have become uh, more twitchy on this front. Indeed, they were disappointed by Powell's recent comments that the Fed was not actually overly concerned by the jump in US Treasury yields and would not, by implication, be taking action to cap this rise. 10-year Treasury yields are now back up to 1.6% versus around 0.9% at the start of the year, and we think they're going to continue to trend higher over coming months not at the rate you've seen in the last couple of months or so. This will very likely lead to a further rotation into value stocks, but is not expected to make or not expected to prevent equity markets overall making further progress. Well, switching to the UK, uh, the attention, at least until Sunday evening, was very much focused on domestic developments rather than anything going on in the US. And although much of the budget had widely been leaked, uh, Rishi Sunak still managed to pull a few, a few uh, rabbits out of the hat. Even more than expected, it was a spend now, tax later affair. Most of the COVID support measures were extended to September. And there was a big new two-year tax break to stimulate investment. The total giveaway over the next two years is some $65 billion, or £65 billion, I should say. Uh, this amounts to a not insignificant 3% of UK GDP, but it's still small beer compared to Biden's latest effort, which equates to 9% of the US economy, or actually just over 8% of the US economy. On the tax front, the freezing of personal tax allowances and thresholds from next year and the hike in the corporation tax from 19% to 25% in 2023. This should raise some 35 billion per annum in total by 2025. And the hope is that this will bring the current budget, i.e. excluding capital spending, back into balance. The problem is, is that there's considerable scepticism that public spending will be able to keep be able to be kept under as tight a rein as the government hopes, and the outcry over the one percent pay rise proposed for the NHS um, just highlights the challenges it faces on this front. Well, despite the various uh, growth boosting initiatives which were announced, such as the tax break for investment and the establishment of an infrastructure bank and free ports, the official forecasts paint a rather downbeat medium term picture for the economy. Following a uh, strong post-pandemic rebound this year and next, growth is expected to revert to a lacklustre pace of no more than 1.7% per annum or so. So while we continue to believe UK equities can build further on their recent outperformance, this is much more about their cheapness and the continuing rotation into value rather than hopes of any glorious post-Brexit future for the economy. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice and please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future and there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice please speak to a qualified financial advisor.